0: Radio X. Gordon Smart, Matt Morgan. I
1: haven't seen Matt for a little while. I think he must have come into some money because he's come in with a very flash new school bag. Yeah. Do you know what? You're so happy about talking it's, about this. I love it? this bag. You've lit up. You've come to life. So the Phil Raven 23 litre. twenty three liter. Twenty. Why is it measured in liters?
2: I don't know, and also when you think twenty-three liters, if you were carrying what, no, iron that's brew. Like a lot of iron brew, right? Yes, yeah, and that wouldn't all fit in there. So I don't really understand <laughs> how they work out that it's like some sort of estate agent's trick.
1: Talk us through your bag, Matt.
2: Well, it's a simple bag, but it's got uh, <laughs> two. It's got two compartments on the side for holding water bottles. So basically, what happened was. I was. I've been doing a lot of writing work in town where I do day rate. I'm just yeah. going in somewhere in an office. And I looked around at people and I thought, like, oh, you know, like people seem to
1: peer pressure. You had a bad bag. Well, I had
2: to, no. I had to have. No, it wasn't that. You're was going like, to be your potato sack over <laughs> your shoulder. I guys. <laughs> I had a stick with a hanky on the end. My laptop in it. No, I had um, a laptop, cables, all this sort yeah. of stuff. And so I always carry that just in a sort of like, you know, like a little DJ bag sort of shape. Not a DJ bag, okay. but it's like that. A record bag. A record it pulls on one shoulder and I don't like it. So I was like, do you know what, I'm going to buy a really nice bag. Mm-hmm. And then when I got the bag, I was like, well, now I can bring my special milk in a little thing. I can bring water, which is good for <laughs> Your special milk. I've brought pens. I've got, I'm going to call them bum wipes. <laughs> <laughs> if I need to. I've got drugs in there. I've got like ibuprofen and I've got like, you know, and it's like a little medical cabinet in there. I could bring another layer if I get cold. It's headphones. It's amazing. <laughs> so I was telling my wife about it. I was going, oh my God, I've just, she was like, yeah, that's what people have. They have a bag. <laughs> you haven't invented bags. But I really felt like, I've hacked the world here. Like, this is a life hack. Anything you want to carry around with you, put it in a bag
1: and then it's with you. Is it safe it's- to say it's changed your life, Matt?
2: Yeah, as honestly, yeah. I, I look at that and I just think, I love you. Little bag. I'm so easily pleased. But it's just like, and once it's on, I've got a little clip, you know, between the two straps. Yeah. That, like, secures it. You never felt so secure
1: just For all those people struggling to get home tonight on the commute Probably thinking the same thing as me What's your special milk? Oh, it's uh, almond milk What a
0: relief but, <laughs> This is Radio X Good and smart, Matt Morgan
1: We were just talking about uh, Ringwalk music Because on Saturday night we went to see Josh Taylor become the unified world champion Unbelievable scenes, the Tartan army and full force down here And I still feel rough but we're talking about entrance music, right? Intimidating entrance music yeah. to get inside your opponent's head. Exactly that. You've already uh, set your stall out, and rather no, p- I,
2: no, i I've, I think
1: <laughs> we've set your stall out for Agadou. you.
2: <laughs> Imagine you came out to Agado.
1: I like where you are going for the comedy. Everyone so. loves it. Yeah,
2: but you look really intense. You're not like smiling, going, "Oh, I'm using Agadoo." Ironically, <laughs> you're really intense, and you just mouth the words and nod
1: like it black lace
2: Uh, like really psycho so the last birdie song
1: thing is the last time you said you were coming out in black shorts black sort of dressing gown, all that kind of stuff black gloves would you still have the same outfit if you came out to agadoo i think i'd have pineapple
2: like (laughs) the boxing gloves look like pineapples (laughs) <laughs> so when you do shake pineapple, shake the tree, or wherever it is, you just do that one motion. So you've just because they're thinking, why has he only done the pineapples? What's all this mean? Yeah, yeah. So we had this they're conversation not about the fight.
1: So Josh came into the Happy Mondays, uh, step on, and it got everybody going because you've got to get the crowd on your side. I mean, sixteen thousand people, get them on, get yeah. them having a party, get them. But you, you also have to think about intimidating your opponent. So I like. What's that.
2: more important is it? Is it like? Get the crowd going so that it sounds like the crowd's on your side and yep. that intimidates them. Or is it trying to get inside the other boxer's head? See, what you're
1: looking for is the perfect combination of the three. Motivate yourself, inspire the crowd and terrify your opponent. I preferred your first choice actually, this this one, I just in case anybody missed it. <laughs> you can see the dry ice, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> you just emerged on a thomas the tank engine just <laughs> riding on and the back just had it. a big like
2: rubber thomas tank engine face
1: <laughs> just w- come out like that that would be scary so what we're looking for is your entrance music now you can play with this as much as you like it could be turning up for an important meeting getting home after a hard day's work
2: date, like i was yeah? used to, when i was dating <laughs> when i was dating courting you always think like you know like imagine the person's there first and you walk in <laughs> to a song like a theme song for you
0: what would that be
1: well worryingly for you Matt it's the same again isn't it
0: it's always (laughs) Thomas Thomas
1: Thomas or (laughs) Agado.
0: Radio X good and smart Matt Morgan
1: now we were just talking about uh, another Britpop sore that has been reopened Robbie Williams and Liam Gallagher once again about the trade blows it'll never happen really will it but they won't have a scrap Robbie's basically said come on Liam let's do it for charity let's get some money in the ring imagine like Sky
2: Sports did that pay per view yeah like People who didn't like boxing would watch it. People who like boxing would watch it. Yeah. The audiences would be massive.
1: Maybe, I've got a message here as well from Zach. He says, uh, I feel like Gordon Smart needs to tell us a bit more about these almost dust-ups he had with Liam Gallagher and Robbie. Go on, tell did us. did allude to, right, here's one for you. Right, So 2006, I went to America. to, And the first night I arrived, I went to a place called the Chateau Marmont, which is quite a famous... You've been, haven't you, a couple yep. of times, Matt? Right, so it's kind of a celebrity haunt. And I went and sat down for dinner. And uh, my friend that I was with went for a cigarette. I went to join him. And as we were there, Ant and Deck walked past. I went, God, what are you doing here? I said, Oh, I've just over. I've got a new job. I'm going to be the bizarre editor at the Sun. Blah, blah 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 blah. They went back to their table. I went back to mine. As I was going back, Robbie Williams walks past and goes, I know you. And I went, Yeah, I interviewed you at the MTV Awards the other day. And he went, All right, nice one. I said, By the way, Robbie, I got my boots with me. If there's any chance of a game for your team, I'm up for it. He went, Right, here's my number. Let's get a game. Blah blah blah. Went back to the table. Clearly, they then had a conversation. Aunt and Deck and Robbie. Why
2: he- did you bring your football boots to LA?
1: Cause I play football when I go out there quite a lot. Right. Okay. Anyway. About two minutes later, Robbie Williams comes running across the restaurant, Saturday night, nine o'clock, calls me the worst swear word possible in the English language. Yes, that one. And uh, I said, what's your problem? He went, you never told me you worked for the sun. And I said, well, hold on, Robbie. You asked me if I interviewed, if I knew you. I said we interviewed you. I didn't realise that that was any kind of suspicion at all. He went, outside you and me now. So we went outside, nose to nose. And he said, you know the story about the frog and the scorpion? Do you know the story, the Aesop's fable? No. So we are nose to nose, toe to toe. When he said that, everyone stop. We are facing each other off, and I'm thinking power play. I've had a bit of a drink as well, Matt. Yeah, And he said, there's a frog and a scorpion Side of the river, scorpion wants to get to the other side But he can't swim, so he needs a lift from the frog So he tries to persuade the frog Eventually he breaks him down He trusts him, jumps on That's his back That's when I'd punch him They, <laughs> <laughs> they swim across the other side As they reach the other side, scorpion stings the frog and kills him Right? right. As the frog's dying He said, what are you do that for? The scorpion says, I'm a scorpion, it's what I do so I'm standing there going, what are you on about? <laughs> and he says, you're a scorpion, you're out to get me. I said, listen, Robbie, I'm here for a couple of weeks. I'm not working. But if that's how you want to start a relationship, then fair enough. And he said, I've sold 65 million albums. Don't tell me you're not spying on me tonight. And I said, well, throw the first punch. So uh, that was a bit of, I was thinking, I'm going to lose my job before I even get <laughs> to here. So we had there, a good was
2: there, there were, Yeah, but there was a bit of bit more to it than that wasn't it there? there
1: was yeah but <laughs> so we had a grip of each other by the throat and then um, well we might or may or may not have ended up on the ground if i was asked to leave any americans passing they would have thought who are those two blokes <laughs> i sold 60 million <laughs> <The> albums <laughs> never heard of him scottish guy going what are you on about anyway i wrote a letter as i left the hotel that night and it said dear frog dear froggy oh did you yeah i'm the new bizarre editor of the sun we've got off to a bad start if you're a man enough to apologize i'm man enough to accept it from the scorpion and? About eighteen months later, I got an apology and everything has been fine since. Really? Nah, kick his head in outside.
0: This is Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. We're
1: discussing entrance music. Could be any occasion. What music would you walk into? Have you got any other little suggestions for us?
2: Um, I was just thinking, um, this is my new idea. I'd play Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. to create a really sad, weird atmosphere, but I'd wear earplugs so I wasn't affected by it.
1: Ah. But the
2: other box is just starting to like really think about his life, Yeah, but I'm not listening to that. But you're fine. I'm fine. That's Everyone else good. starts to think, oh God, what are
1: we doing here? <laughs> what a great atmosphere you would, you would create. <laughs> Here's one, the Northern Gooner's been in touch on Twitter, what's scarier than Chaz and Dave's rabbit? Rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, yeah. rabbit. That's DCO. quite good, actually, yeah, especially yeah. if you're a cockney fighter.
2: Especially if you hopped to the ring. <laughs> in a, a suit, a, rabbit suit. Why not? Um, the bottom theme music. Yes. Doesn't, ma- doesn't matter the occasion. Sam in Retford. That's pretty good. That's good I can't that, think isn't? of it, but I know it's funny. It it's is sort funny. of jazz, isn't it? Yeah.
1: I want to change my friend's box and walkout music to Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby One More Time without him knowing. <laughs> that would be good That'd so be he's funny. ready for something aggressive yeah. <laughs> and then he's just uh, yeah but then that's
2: still like a, you know it's a red rag to a ball it's like saying hit me baby one more time that might get inside the other guy's true. head
1: that mm-hmm. is true true
2: um, so yeah Steve mm. has come up with a beauty here and this is what he'd come on so right, so we said
1: set- here he yep. comes to
2: the ring I mean that's the boxing ring <laughs> He's entering the ring now.
3: <laughs>
1: He's in the ring. I think you should have your commentary as well. It's Matt Morgan. He's in the ring now. He's in the ring.
2: He's done something. It was really quick. The other blokes. No, the other blokes fine. Radio X.
0: Good and Smart. Matt Morgan. It's
1: Tuesday night, and I can say we have a proper rock and roll legend in the room right now. Taylor Hawkins. Come on. Oh, okay, where's the proper rock and roll legend? There's, you're sitting right there. Uh, no, dr- me. I'm the proper you rock, are, rock are. You are. You are. I got, like that. I like this sort of indie parka you've got on. as well. yeah. It's like you've come dressed
3: for our station today. This is from Liam Gallagher's collection. <laughs> Did he give you that? I'm having it. No, I bought it. it cost me a 1,000 pounds, too, and I texted him. <laughs> and I was like, I bought one of your parkas for a 1,000 bucks. I guess he's got his store, which is like the green something or other Pretty store. Green. But that's not where I got it. I got this up up near um, like St. Martin's Lane or whatever yeah. at some really high-end fancy store. And I never buy nice clothes. I drive a 2005 Subaru Baja. I don't, <laughs> I don't spend my money. I let my kids and wife spend my money. And, um, but I, she was laughing because I was like, I have to have it. Yeah. I have to have it. It's just good jacket. It's freaking amazing. Dave's so, gonna really wind me up about it for sure. <laughs> Listen, Taylor, you're here to talk
1: about the new album, right? Coming out next week. Correct. And you've got some guest list of talent on there as well, haven't you? Yep. Which is phenomenal. How do you go about getting those people on board and getting them signed up? Because kissing major, major
3: ass. Is that although, what it is? Essentially, a, a yeah, lot, lot of, sucking, a lot, a lot, up a lot of sucking up. as we Sucking up, kissing yeah. ass, and yeah. I won't, originally my idea was to do a lot of duets with women, mm-hmm. and so I actually asked. Um, and I did get some, but not all. I wanted Olivia Newton-John really bad. Seriously? I, I, but I wanted her on the record really bad. But but she, um, or she She's not uh, been well, has she? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, I, I don't well, think yeah. so. And I, I, didn't, I didn't even go that far. It was just a polite decline. But I did get a bunch of other awesome ladies on there. I got Chrissy Hine, yeah. obviously, of uh, Pretenders fame. Leon Rhimes? Which yeah. is super random. But she lives in my neighborhood, and we've become friends, and I just Found her voice to be phenomenal. So, that did that come about through being neighbors, or yeah, you know? kind yeah, of seriously. essentially, and kids going to the same school and playing on the same soccer teams and stuff like that, you know. Where did you find Pat Smear? That must have been tricky. Oh man, that was that took a, that <laughs> took a lot of yeah, that, yeah, I didn't go far for that one. Duff McKagan as well, and that, Mr. David Grohl, Dave, Mr. David Grohl, the guy from the um, Nirvana, yeah, he's yeah, that, that chap,
1: yeah, that chap, we have to call him David Grohl on this show, right? Oh, Do really? you know this stuff? I told you the story before, no, too? I did not know. So, this. we interviewed his mum, Virginia, oh, okay. And she gave me a little slap on the wrist and said he is David Grohl. Oh. So from that day on, he has been David Grohl. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. we're going to talk loads about your music, but there is one little clip I'd like to play you from Virginia's interview with us. Oh, if you just no. have a little second, have a little listen to this, I'll play this for you. Here we go. Is Taylor Hawkins very polite in front of you, or does he behave like he normally does um, when, when you're not around?
3: He is, um, yes. He always he gives me a big hug after... Oh, two sentences. He apologizes. for his first language. <laughs> I, I tell him to, just not to bother. I just say what you have to say. There she is, Look lovely Virginia uh, Cole. Lovely she's, woman. She's our rock, mom.
1: What's your What's your side of the story
3: then? Does it, when she's backstage coming yeah. to watch a show, do you have to sort of mind your p's and q's and behave yourself? Well, I, it's no. She's, she's <laughs> seen it all. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't really care, and she knows I'm a I'm a louse. But you want to because you know it's like Dave's mom. You know, yeah. you want to try and not be like. A rock and roll louse, but you can't help it sometimes and an F bomb flies out of your mouth. It's, oh I'm sorry, Virginia. Sorry about that, yeah. She's like <laughs> she's corrected me about correcting myself a couple <laughs> times. Dave's very lucky to have had such a wonderful role model. Radio
0: X, good and smart, Matt Morgan.
1: How about that? Absolute wallop. That's what I'm gonna say there. Taylor Hawkins like that. wallop it a bit of, of a fire. Up. Yeah. Oh, big punch in it. Coatsail riders cross the line and it comes from a bit of fire. just Mr. Hawkins' belly. Yep. Thank you very much for that, sir. Hey, my pleasure. My angst is your pleasure. We should say it as well. The album comes, <laughs> the album comes out November the 8th, which is a week of Friday. Here's another thing. We, we hope you'd settle this for us. Now, the Darkness Justin Hawkins. Yeah. He told Christopher Moyles that you are distant cousins. Apparently, there's shared Canadian and Irish heritage. So, Justin Hawkins and Taylor Hawkins, for the record, are you related? I don't know
3: <laughs> <laughs> but if he says so I'll take I'll say yes we'll have that right I, just... I, I, I wish I had his pipes yeah he's got some. set sit alongside him is yeah a guy can frickin hit notes he from can't say. you know one of my best mates and almost kind of like my little godson uh, even though I worship the devil so that doesn't really matter <laughs> um, is uh, Rufus Taylor Roger Taylor's son yeah yeah Rufus is uh, the drummer in the Darkness. Ah, uh, of Would course it it is. That? yes. Yeah, he's, he's an amazing drummer, he's great kid. Cracking great. Crackin drummer. Great.
0: Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Hey Matthew,
2: what do you see? Hey, hey Matthew, what do you see? I see rats driving tiny cars. <laughs> Where do you see this, Matt? Science. <laughs> As always, it's always <laughs> scientists, isn't it? Of course it is. Nothing else to cure
1: or to work on. So what could possibly be the need for a rat to drive a small car.
2: Well, it seems that they were doing uh, um, neurologists... Yeah, and they're trying <laughs> to work out something about stress, and like, it, it doesn't hold together. <laughs> right, okay. They wanted to let rats drive tiny cars. That's becoming needs. clear. The um, study was designed to examine the well-grounded brain, which is engaged in authentic interactions with the real world. So naturally, you think, well, let's put rats in let's tiny put cars. rats in cars, yeah. Um, and also, the scientists haven't taught rats to drive tiny cars. Rats have taught themselves how to drive cars that have been designed to be drive, driven by rats. Okay. Just to stick up for the rats, because <laughs> okay. they're the victims of this. Um, researchers have taught rats to drive tiny little cars in order to receive treats. <laughs> Why are rats always doing everything for treats? Yeah. They never do anything for love. <laughs> in a study which help, which could help scientists understand how learning skills affect the human mind and stress levels. Basically, if you learn something and get right. better at it, it reduces your stress level. So the
1: suggestion being that if a rat drives a wee car around for a while, it will stop like, nibbling at corpses and things like that.
2: Yes, you could reform a rat, it would start being an Uber driver. Start being a really. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, they're working on the cars being bigger.
1: Yeah, looking after four turtles. Also, the, it's not a car. Year.
2: I've seen the picture of the car, and it says it here. The, the study used a tiny car constructed from a plastic jug on wheels. It's actually <laughs> a plastic jug on wheels. <laughs> they've called a car. It's not a car.
1: Is any particular car brand taking credit for the jug on wheels? No. No.
2: no. What a missed opportunity. sponsored, I know. They could have had a sponsor um, there. Yeah, what have they done? So they've... Oh, they discovered not only that rats can learn to drive little cars, but that rats, which were housed in an enriched environment, designed to stimulate them with ladders and toys, were able to learn better than a control group in normal housing.
1: So what they're doing is picking on working class rats and just helping the elite, the rat elite.
2: Yeah, they've gentrified some rat cages. with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, how patronising is this, right? You think of a rat, unless it's a baby rat, it's an adult, right? They've given it an enriched environment of ladders and toys. If you're an adult rat, right, <laughs> an adult rat yeah. can, can feed a family of, like, 25 kids yeah. and maybe his wife as well. I don't know how it works.
1: <laughs> right? Don't patronise
2: them with ladders and toys.
1: Yeah. They're better than humans
2: in some ways. So They're better survivors than us.
1: So do you think the rats are playing along with the experiment with a much greater plot?
2: No, I think they're just trapped in a hellscape <laughs> where they're given sweet treats for driving yeah. little cars around. Yeah, they could have done anything for it. Rat race. Neil has written the words rat race on a piece of paper and held it up as if it was a trophy. <laughs> yeah, he has, doesn't he?
0: Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan. Hey, Matthew, what do you see?
1: Come on then, Matthew, what do you see?
2: I see an engagement ring made out of toenails.
1: Oh, that's rank. And fingernails. Oh, mm-hmm. That's rank.
2: (laughs) It's disgusting. Do you want to know more? No. (laughs) Uh, Tough. The whole process of this man, uh, what's his name? Well, he goes under the YouTube name, Kawami Japan, right? Right. Basically collected his fingernail clippings for 365 days, call it a year, and filmed the process of them being turned into a piece of jewellery. Once he collected a sufficient amount of clippings, he put them into a blender. Oh, I mean, how much in, in a year? What do you reckon a toenail and fingernail clipping collection would be? Two hundred and seventy
1: yards. That's what <laughs> I reckon. End to end. Yeah, yeah. They're if you curved. lay them down. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, like in a sort of
1: by spoon size. All right, you're talking Table about spoon. ounces, pounds and ounces, or kilograms. I'd say a tablespoon. I'd say a bag of sugar.
2: No, why? Jeez. Depends it's how much your you grow. Body.
1: <laughs> um, you're like
2: the person out of the Guinness Book of Records with those long curly nails. <laughs> Uh, no, he, he got them, put them in a blender, made them into a fine powder, which sounds awful, mixed it with water, and baked them in an oven until he made a diamond, a little black sort of stone, and then he set it into a ring, which he made. I mean, that's the real challenge. If he's yeah. made a silver ring. That's the bit that
1: people should be <laughs> amazed at. And, then, and, and it's an engagement ring. Now, did the person he proposed to agree to be bound in marriage for the rest of her life? There's, no, through sickness there's and...
2: nothing about that, which is the most important thing. It's the most it's I would have left that out. I think he's done it in the hope that one day he will meet a woman. Tragic enough to say yes to that. But um, what made me think is, why are toenails so much more disgusting than fingernails?
1: That's an interesting point,
2: Matt. Like if you think of them in your mind... yeah. A toenail has a sort of... I mean, fingernails aren't pleasant, but you wouldn't go, there's a fingernail on the side. But a toenail, why?
1: It's because they're wrapped in cloth for most of the time. But they're cleaner,
2: surely. I bet you if they did... No way. They're in your sock. The fingernails are all out and about in the world. In a
1: sweaty sock, you think that a toenail would be cleaner than your... Mind you, I know where your hands have been, Matthew. That's (laughs) the difference.
2: I mean, you... Your feet, I, I don't know. I think
1: what is this craze all about by doing daft stuff like it's that? Just you know?
2: to get clicks, man. Just to get, it's to get the, the advertising money he's probably made from this will make a woman marry him. See, even I can understand he's got You can a get ring.
1: tattoos now, can't you, with the DNA of one of your relatives in there? I, I can kind of uh, yeah, understand yeah. that That's quite nice, but that's just rank When
2: someone dies, you can get their ashes turned into a diamond. Mm-hmm. That's quite nice. Yeah Toenails?
1: Nah. There's a yeah. calf near where I live that I didn't go back to because I once saw a solitary toenail sitting on the floor right oh, as a man who has a beard about once a week i think
0: there's a pube in this <laughs> radio x good and smart matt morgan
1: matt morgan was just talking about filthy lucre wonga dosh cash lolly
2: millionaires multi-millionaires
1: serious though though we're talking about not, 180 million
2: yeah like like a million pounds right obviously but yeah once you yeah. you into like 170 million so That's- i put it to
1: you matt You've won that, though. You've got £180 million. It has landed in your account. You can yep. see the big number with all the zeros on Tax it.
2: Tax-free as well.
1: Now, once you've taken care of all the nonsense, I'm not interested in looking after your family. I'm not interested in your donations to charity. What's the first big thing you spend on? Massive house. Oh, I thought you were going to... Is that it? On
2: but you know day what?
0: one, you're going to go look for a house?
1: Yeah.
2: No. Well, what, this is my strategy, and I've yes. thought about it. Not that I even play the lottery, okay? <laughs> but I have got a strategy in case I win it somehow. Right. <laughs> uh, don't tell anyone, apart from, like, your immediate family, but, like, don't ever tell them the number, right? So don't that week, because then they'll know, because it'll be in the press or whatever. Don't, because
1: once you say you gift someone a million pounds, but yeah. then they know that you won 170, mm. then they'll go, eh,
2: yeah.
1: But surely, Matt, when they come around to your house and you're swaggering around like Conor McGregor wearing a suit with dollars on it, <laughs> and you've got. Th- I wouldn't. And I wouldn't even get a massive, you like would.
2: ridiculous house. I'd just get a really nice house that was perfect for. like so honestly, Would you lie? I would you, be lie, and say, would you lie and say You know no, what I'd say? I've, yeah. I've come into some money. Mm. That's all you
1: say. I don't believe you for a second. I don't think what? you can. Con- I don't think you can conceal that level of money. It's impossible. So they say to you, Matt, hang on a minute. You've just been to Florida, followed by LA, then San Francisco via Bali, and that's quite a lot of money. Yeah, I could go. Mm, yeah, I better rein it in. Oh, I'm going to run out. Yeah, as you get in your Gulfstream G6 <laughs> in the front yeah. garden. What would you do then? Um, my first massive purchase would probably be plastic a- surgery. Move to another country. <laughs> Second purchase. No, I, I don't live far away from a posh hotel. I would go there and go absolutely mental like the most expensive things i could buy wine champagne you know go and get all the treatments while i drink all of that in the health spa on your own yeah
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> then wow. tell the wife you won the money
1: you see, yeah what, what, you to, what would you do
0: i'm starting a plane i'm going around the world i'm going to see all the places i've always wanted to see with or
1: without liam
0: with all my closest family
1: Ooh. Oh. oh uh-huh a holiday
2: right? that's just uh, with family yeah but a holiday
0: that's going to last for months uh,
2: as soon as I won the money I'd start thinking right I'm going to get really ill and die before I can Like, I'd start to think (laughs) this is too good so it's going to go wrong so I'd stay I'd hunker down in my little bunker
1: and make a plan I think I'd get quite heavily into that I'd have a nutritionist somebody to come and massage me three times a day Maybe two people actually to do that. All the
2: weirdest parts of my personality would be so indulged. Yeah. Within a year, I'd be unable to even speak to people.
0: This is Radio X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan.
1: Foo Fighters and Monkey Ranch on Radio X. Gordon Smart Matt Morgan, we are in for Johnny Vaughan. Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters is in the room right now wearing pretty green, and a picture of Liam Gallagher has just flashed up on the wall because we'll be playing that shortly. He's my
3: mate. He's your pal, isn't he? He's my bro. Which is slightly tricky because... I love him. It, and uh, the and grand... then you guys said you guys are on the Noel Gallagher side here. I'm oh, over here. No, yeah, yeah, I think we both are. Yeah, I mean, we're firmly another. other... Okay. Fan. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky, that. I'm year. not. Oh. At all. Hold on. The opposite. Right. So we played the Reading Festival... And I had a picture of the Gallagher brothers on my kick drum head. Yeah. Because I just put pictures of people on my... Yeah. I'll put Dave's face or I'll put Roger Taylor's face or I'll put like, you know, one of my kids' faces. I just, I like to have fun with my kick drum head. It's yeah. like an advertising spot, you know, but I'll do funny stuff. I had the Oasis brothers, I had the Gallagher brothers up on my kick drum head. And I was like, we're playing the Festival, makes sense, you know? And then I went up front to sing a song and Dave went back to the drums. And I looked back at my kick drum head and I said, isn't it great to have the Gallagher brothers back together again? On, uh, let's all sign a petition to get Oasis to do a show again. Out of love of their music, nothing else. So Noel Gallagher, who was opening up for the Smashing Pumpkins in America, goes, first night he goes, I say we start a petition to get the Foo Fighters to break up. Okay, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny, actually, whatever. And then the next night he goes, if the drummer for Nirvana, now now, Noel, if you're hearing this, he didn't say it, I said it. Because if the drummer for Nirvana, he didn't even say Dave, you know, to, to, as to make it sound like, you know, lower him, wants Oasis to get back together, he can come up on this stage right now. I'm hoping now that he will lighten up a little bit and come to his senses and get the good singer back for his band. Right. That's what I'm hoping. I just think that that would be really nice, you know, because everybody wants to see that. And, and uh, Liam's having a lot of success. I mean, he's doing two nights at the O2 Arena. Do you mm. think that Potato Gallagher and the Low Charting Turds could do two nights at the, at the, uh, at the O2 Arena? <laughs> I mean, listen, I know that Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders might be able to, like, do the Scala. <laughs> if we're lucky <laughs> yeah, i know my lane right. i stay in my lane yeah. i know when i'm going to play a stadium it's going to be because dave grohl's up front right, i right. know that i know i know that but um no he was really mean he's he can just be sharp-tongued sometimes for, and it's well uh, liam's just as sharp-tongued oh God, yeah yeah i it's, mean it's liam's brutal, actually funnier than Noel. i think <laughs> um <laughs> But, uh, and I meant nothing by it, when, by putting yeah. the Oasis Brothers up there. I mean, and I meant nothing by uh, yeah. saying I was just like, saying what everybody wants to say. Oh, Sorry you guys like him.
1: <laughs> I'm Team Liam all the way. But, oh, well, we're d- you know what? It's Team Noah and that's life, but we're all friends, oh. here. We're all friends here. Listen, Taylor, we, we're going to blow, blow smoke up your ass to tell you you're a brilliant rock star all the time, right? Oh, but man. Can you take us back for a second and, and take us to your worst ever gig? Can you give us a show where...
3: Oh, every- my God, the worst ever gig... We were opening up for the Chili Peppers. This is back in the 90s. We decided, since it was the last show, first of all, we dropped like a thousand like golf balls on their heads and then (laughs) pasta all over at their... On the band? On the band. How did they take to having a thousand golf balls dropped on their head as well? They were fine with that. It's when the pasta landed on them. Right, right, right. Oh, is this cooked or is this fresh? It was is this cooked.
1: So <laughs> just sticks to them
3: for the yeah. rest of the gig, yeah. Yeah, no, they were fine with it. They oh, were good, good, good sports
1: about it. Thanks for that. Taylor, so thanks very much for coming as well. Cocktail Riders, November the 8th, the album is out. You just mentioned the Chili Peppers there, Taylor. Would you like to select a song from their phenomenal back catalogue that is Radio
3: Safe? That is Radio Safe. <laughs> no, Sir Psycho Sexy, huh? I like the... What is that song? All Around (laughs) around, the World. Yeah, All Around the World. Uh,
1: Taylor Hawkins on Radio (laughs) X. Thank you very much. We'll see you again soon. Radio
0: X. Good and smart. Matt Morgan.
1: That ridiculous fantasy of what you would do with 180 million quid in your pocket, Matt. I start thinking about it, and then you
2: start, a bit of you believes it's real, and then you think, no, actually, I haven't done that.
1: Do you not do that before you go? I do that every night before I go to sleep. Think about something that is... Unachievable And uh, anyway People have come up with theirs And these are brilliant How about this for the first one Strong start The mobile number 262 I'd buy Ibiza <laughs> I don't I like
2: the idea, but I'd like to know how much Ibiza costs.
1: You're going to have a great island with no money to spend there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if I won the lottery, I would build a house in plasterboard and smash through, pretending oh, to be the Incredible Hulk, Ash from Kent. That's
1: a brilliant idea. I'd love to do that. I would hire the entire cast of Game of Thrones and redo the final series from Cody and Aloha. Right, that's I mean, good.
2: Right, £170 million? I don't think you'd... I mean, no, you'd
1: scrape the, the size. Thing? would you? you yeah, get Peter Dinklage to do five minutes work.
2: Homeless. I live near South Sea in Hampshire. I'd set up a cannon and a giant catapult and fire people into the sea just for laughs. From Dave, I don't know if those people are in on it. <laughs>